right, guys, welcome back. We are so welcome excited back. to be here. Just me and Paige hanging out. Just us Having girls. our time together. <laughs> I'm so excited. Welcome back to Mom's the Word. Where mom knows best. My name is Cindy. And my name is Paige. <laughs> you didn't say our line. I know I didn't. I said where mom knows best. Oh, my bad. Or at least she's, she's trying, trying her, her best. best. I've had a rough couple days. You okay? have. You really, really I'm have. I'm sorry. It didn't come to me as natural today. <laughs> How exhausted are you? I've really been trying my best and I'm struggling. <laughs> I know that online, like the people that follow Ooh. you on TikTok, they probably know you have had a new placement. I, yeah. I, I have. <laughs> uh, we received another newborn placement. And oh. so, itty, itty bitty is what itty we call bitty. her. <laughs> um, and she is about a month now but mm -hmm. we've, we've now had her for four weeks so. i was say you got her when she was like yes. nine days old she's our seventh baby from the hospital six or so yeah. fox was our sixth baby she's our seventh baby straight from the hospital so wow. you know jumping into that with a 11 month old now literally and <laughs> and how you baby. feel so two <laughs> under one so i guess they call them irish twins because you know i'm doing twice the things twice the bottles twice the diapers twice i can't imagine but you know what it's it is such a joy I, I love it so much i love being a mom so much but throwing yourself back into the newborn stage is really hard especially because fox sleeps through the night literally you <laughs> just got out of it <laughs> yeah and she was so small that she's up like you know every two hours mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. i've been struggling and been then struggling, <laughs> tired and then of course you had the adoption you yes. had a heavy plate for yes the past couple i think that like like the last four weeks four mm -hmm. to six weeks have just been non-stop like yeah. people coming and things happening and it's been amazing right mm -hmm. but it also is just heavy overwhelming and i want to share all the things with everybody because i'm excited but i'm also like very anxious and right. so it has just been wild well i know like just two episodes ago we were announcing that we were My keeping Fox foxy Boy. baby yeah uh, how was the adoption process yeah so when we announced he was not adopted yet no, we but we did we had our adoption last week yes we did. and it was wonderful i was surrounded by amazing people um, when I was sitting there, you know, in the room with the adoption, I looked around thinking like, I thought I didn't have this village and I do like, mm -hmm. it took me that moment to look around and be like, wow, like mm -hmm. I actually do have this village of people who yeah. love me and love my kids. Like mm -hmm. how amazing is that? Mm -hmm. And also different. Like everyone looks oh, so different. So different. And I just, and how, how people support me differently has just been so amazing, but it was beautiful. What oh my do? God. I know what you did, oh but I'm asking So for the, the adoption was beautiful, first of all. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I was holding it together, right? I was nervous the whole drive there. <laughs> I cried. I, I, I um, you know, talked to Jay. I talked to Paige. And then we're up there and my husband's bawling. No, literally, y'all. <laughs> they say like, it's almost like vows. Kind yes. Of. They, they yeah, question you. Yeah, you swear you. in. Yeah. You swear in. And yeah. They, they question you things. And then they ask yeah. you, like, do you think that this child yeah. would be in the, know, best interest. in the best interest of this yeah. child to stay in your home? And Chris went to answer. And he like mouthed the words, but no sound came out. And he, he started crying. crying. And oh, yeah. I lost. That's whenever I was like, oh. So they ask me all these questions first after mm -hmm. you swear in. And then they ask your husband yeah and yeah he couldn't even get through them and his eyes were swelled up and so here i am now i'm crying <laughs> everyone around me i look around Paige is crying. crying his mom's crying behind <laughs> my mom and it was beautiful though. it was so beautiful. it felt really good yeah and our little fox boy was just in the middle like wow, this is my <laughs> just family. another day uh -huh. <laughs> just it, was, out with the it was amazing so i shared that and it was really fun to share mm -hmm. um that part really special what so. did it feel like oh man i was scared were you yeah were you nervous about the actual adoption process sharing it no what? no i was confident in the adoption process um fox is everything he's yeah. he's everything he's just 
beautiful and uh, you know he, my son and I, I I just can't explain it because he's just my son mm-hmm. and it was wonderful but I was nervous to share because um, this is such a private part of my life and people have seen part of him right but right. I'm very when a child's in foster care I don't share their personality I don't share their Not faces their face. no and so being able for him to turn around and look at the camera was mm-hmm. something to me that was oh just so like powerful because that Special meant moment. like that is my baby mm-hmm. and so it's hard because I didn't want to come off as insensitive because I know of the heartbreak and the you know the grief that the other part is going through right that's not lost on me and so I was nervous because here I am so freaking excited and with joy right. but at the end of the day I cry because mm-hmm. someone else is missing out now yeah and that's heartbreaking it's a bit of both it is it is and like I didn't know how to portray that and I didn't want to be disrespectful to anybody and I wanted to do it in a beautiful way I wanted to have him be a representative in our family in a beautiful way and I think I did that I think you did I think too. I did um I've had a really great you know response from family friends the internet wonderful mm-hmm. and I am just filled with joy to share him yeah He's oh just my gosh so I have sweet. a little rocker skeleton family oh. for Halloween <laughs> Cindy is the girl that goes out and does every Halloween event I'm, in town I mean every event in general <laughs> that's true I'm gonna be there that's true my family will be there I just like to be out and about I'll be that. I'm just not that confident. I want to be. I'm just not that confident it when it comes to going though. out. That and I mean, you want to go out and have fun memories, right? Like you're going out yeah. to have fun, and sometimes kids aren't fun, and they don't understand. You know, if you sit here, you get you know this this. They're like, f you, bro. I'm not sitting here. I'm going over there. Literally. You know, and it's still like that. I'm still like. Bear, come on, man. We brought you all the way over here. <laughs> right. And he'd be like, I don't want to be, do, I won't do this. No, but most <laughs> of the time it's, it takes time. Like it takes doing it over and over again. And for me, because I have so many different faces in my home, mm-hmm. sometimes we can't, you know, I've had um, children who have higher needs than other children and it's been very hard mm-hmm. to do, like take them different places. So I'm trying my best to um, do so. And right now it's a little hard because I have a newborn. Mm-hmm. She'd just be chilling. She's either strapped to me or, you know, my mom or whatnot. But um, I do, I do like to get out. Yeah. I am definitely fact that you can leave the house with a newborn an 11 month old and a seven year old i've done this long time and i've said this quite a bit you guys that what i can handle is different than what from you can handle every parent can handle a different amount like the ones who have like seven kids i know ben behind the camera he got a lot of kids (laughs) (laughs) we know ben's got a lot of kids jay is somewhere in the studio jay's got got a lot of kids kids. and it's just what you can handle if you can handle one girl one is enough Mm -hmm. um but for me right now three is enough it doesn't make you any less of a parent either if you can only handle one versus seven you're still just as good and there'll be different seasons of us yeah there'll be different seasons like right now you know you have a hard time because you have a little one, you have, yeah. you know, Boston who's four and just, you know, all over the place. All and over and the as place. he grows, you're gonna be like, oh, now I can do this. Shoot, this is easy. It's just different seasons. You stay home in different seasons more than others. Yeah. I yeah. know that for a fact. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, I have to hope with Boston uh, that, that there will come a time where we can go into the public and, and it not be meltdown mode. Because, I mean, yeah. at times we're so different yeah. whenever he was a baby baby mm-hmm. i mean he was born in june yeah. of 2019 yeah. so when he was eight months old is whenever covid really hit yep. and all of a sudden we were all in the house which i mean he didn't know but yeah 
I think it genuinely had a play in the effect of his development. Yeah. Because a lot of he children, wasn't around yes. other kids. Yes. I mean, we were at home. I yes. mean, Mark would go to work, but I was a stay-at-home mom. Yep. I was afraid to go out. I had this new baby. I was terrified mm-hmm. of everything that they were saying. So, I mean, we were Amazon delivery right. for our groceries. I mean, I wasn't going anywhere. Yeah. So he wasn't either. Yeah. We and were in that. You see that a lot with parents who are saying, like, my child's behind. My mm-hmm. child's not, you know, where other kids are in school because they missed a couple years. Years. Yeah, I think though, pers- from my personal experience, that COVID ruined a lot of us. And yeah. when I say that, what I'm saying is, before COVID, um, before you know this happened, I was so active. I was in mom groups. I was very social. Mm-hmm. Then it happened, and now I have a hard time. And yeah. I'm out a lot, right? You see that I'm allowed a lot. It took me a minute to get there right. because I was ang- I was anxious. I had more anxiety taking my kids out. What could happen, you know? And yeah. I think a lot of moms are struggling with that, getting out of that. Let's stay home. What well, made it easy to say it no? It does. Yes, it made it really made easy. It so easy to say, yeah. sorry, we can't come. Yeah. It, it made the social, like socializing harder. Mm-hmm. And not just for kids. I'm talking for adults. You know, a lot of a lot of adults have anxiety now. Yeah. It just cost a lot. Like, mm-hmm. And I feel like moms are having a hard time getting out of the house now. Heck yeah. Because you're used to being in the house. It right. changed a lot. It makes you feel comfortable there. You also feel safe. Yes. There's a lot of really dark shit happening in oh, our yeah. world right now. And your little house is protecting you guys, you know? Right. It feels like my little bubble. Yeah. It feels like every time you turn on the news, you see these horrible things happening of, at concerts, uh-huh. at schools, you know, just every freaking where you go. And it's like, where is safe? It feels so heavy. It like, feels so I, heavy. Yeah. I just, mm. and I you know. know, as somebody who struggles with anxiety, of course, you tell yourself all those things are going to happen. So then you go into panic yes. mode and it's just like, is it worth the anxiety attack or should we just stay home and turn on the yeah, movie? Yeah, right. Know? No, that's, I get it. That's how it's starting to feel. Uh-huh. I go through that still. I try to be very social and like tell my friends like, you can do it, you mm-hmm. know, but it is, it is hard. I feel like, um, as moms, you know, like we are there to protect our children. And if you stay home and you know keep your bubble you're protecting mm-hmm. them it's just hard then you feel guilt like well i didn't take them out today yeah like, oh. yeah then there's the guilt of all that it's a never-ending circle oh my you really can't do right as a parent at the end of the day you will guilt yourself for Literally. some reason so <laughs> if you're out there kicking Literally. yourself you're doing your best Literally. you're doing your best it's actually something that i want to tell Paige. um is that you're a really great mom oh thanks and that i think sometimes trying to make me cry no i'm not trying to i just <laughs> it's something that i just want to say because I talk to Paige every day and I hear her emotions every day. Mm -hmm. And I think you doubt yourself in motherhood a lot. And I think a lot of other moms also doubt themselves in motherhood, but you're a really great mom. And I don't think people see that as much because you protect your kids a lot. Yeah. All of them. And so the guilt that you have for certain things, I think it's because um, you overcame a childhood that was hard and now you want to protect them and your kids um, deal with certain things and you want to protect that from people and mm-hmm. I just think that um, you're really doing a great job and it's Thanks. really hard and these kids are here for you like Thanks, you're, you're <laughs> you are too <laughs> you're constantly doing a good job and you always build me up it's 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 crazy because I think to myself you have such a heavier load than me with with as many little babies that you have and you're just still always so on and so positive and plus you hate to be the friend that is always fucking sad <laughs> I hate to be the friend that is always sad yeah. to uh, get the text messages. How are you doing today? Mm-hmm. And you just want to say, I'm fine, doing good. Everything's better today. 
but it's not. Yeah. But I, but it's still dark. But I'm still hurting. But I'm, yeah. I still feel weird. I was okay a few hours ago, and now I'm on the floor telling myself that I'm not, yeah. you know, a good enough mom, or that I'm I'm not doing enough. You yeah. know, that's real time. It happens in one day, and and I can go from feeling like okay, I've got this, yeah. to feeling like. Ooh, this is just really, really heavy, and this is really hard, and yeah. I hate to be the friend that is constantly sad. Yeah, like you told me this morning, whenever you were struggling with your anxiety, I was yeah. like, "Oh, dude, like that breaks my heart to hear that you're struggling." You were like, "Yeah, well, it kills me that you're struggling too." I was like, "Yeah, but I'm always struggling. <laughs> like you're not. Like I'm always in this, no. so it just makes you feel so different." But I haven't always been like this no. and I keep telling myself that like there is a version of me that existed that was really happy in motherhood yeah I think I just put so much guilt and fear mm -hmm. on myself yes I that agree. it's just it's become a little out of control in the last probably eight months I'm, I'm gonna say probably um, about a month before Juliet was born yeah it, it just got really hard and it got really dark and then um having her was was difficult she was obviously she was in the NICU um trying to adjust from one to two yeah and then just like all the things that are happening in my world that I've not talked about that I've not yes. shared because I I've I have a lot going on you do you know like a lot and you do it makes me emotional to even think about it but I feel like I'm ready to talk about it even though I'm nervous um let me bitch about this conversation many times yeah because I feel like I'm of um, things that we talk about as friends and as mothers and support that I would never bring up until she was ready for it. Yeah. And lately. And honestly, I didn't think I would. There, there was there was a part of me that was like, I'm just going to hold this in forever mm -hmm. and I'll never say it. Yeah. And then sometimes, like there's been times where I'll just comment it. Somebody will say something and I'll just comment. Yeah. And then I'll delete it. And I'll be like, no, I'm, I'm not ready. Yeah. But I feel like, I hope at least that I can help someone yeah. else who's dealing with this, even though I'm, so. I'm scared of, of the hell. I'm not even scared of what people think of me. I'm scared because I want to protect my child, mm -hmm. which because, is what you do. Yeah. Because you can't protect them from other people's That's opinions. Right. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately being someone who's online, mm -hmm. people think they're entitled to share those opinions with you because you yes. share your life online. So you should be equipped to hear the shitty things that people have to think about you. Mm -hmm. And that's just not, that just cannot be acceptable. No. I'm sorry, but I don't care if you upload your life online. If I disagree with you or I dislike you, it's as easy as scrolling on or blocking you so that I don't have to expose myself to you. But no way in hell am I going to dedicate my time to making you aware of right. my dislike for literally every single part right. of who you are. Yeah. And just to rip somebody apart in this stage of motherhood too. Yeah. I'm yeah. freshly postpartum. Yes. And I have a lot on my plate. Yes. So I was not ready to talk about it. Mm -hmm. Which is fair. Because I was so afraid of the judgment and also I think I'm digesting it. Yeah. I, I think it's it's not an easy thing to hear. Yeah. But um so a week before Juliet was born, I was 36 weeks pregnant. I had her at 37 weeks because of um, hypertension. My blood pressure was very, very high. I was um, very close to being preeclamptic. So they went ahead and induced me. 
Um, and the week before, they actually called me while I was in labor to let me know that they had a spot for him. And I had to say, mm-hmm. and they, they laugh about it now. The people had, you know, that I'm yeah. around, they say, you know, like she literally answered the phone and was like, I'm, I'm having a baby. <laughs> Sorry, can I call yeah. you back? Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it was it was quite literally in the, in the thick of, of having a child. Um, Boston was diagnosed with autism. Mm-hmm. And um, that was big to say. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So I shared his journey um, at his two-year appointment mm-hmm. when, and I had no idea, but his pediatrician asked me, is he saying 50 words or more? And I said, 50? <laughs> no, 50. Oh, God, that seems like so much. You know, he yeah. maybe says four or five. Mm-hmm. And she said, well, you know, usually at about this age, we would expect to see around 50 to 200 words. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, certainly, certainly not. We're not, we're not at that point. Yeah. Um, so she said, okay, well, what you can do is um, like an early intervention. You can get mm-hmm. him placed into speech therapy and that could help, you know, immensely. Maybe even consider a school. Maybe, yeah. maybe he should go to like a daycare of sorts for just like one day, a few hours out of the day. Yeah. I was a stay at home mom. And mm-hmm. of course he had not been socialized. Yeah. So that's what I did. I immediately enrolled him into speech therapy. He was doing speech therapy weekly and he went to a Montessori school um for about two months and then literally every day that we would pull into this Montessori school he would start to cry yeah as we pulled into the um into the actual parking lot itself I would go to unbuckle him and he would cling at my fingers yeah. and push my hands away like no 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 I don't I don't want to go and I can remember now his teacher saying he doesn't really want to play with the other kids he kind of just sits by himself and I thought Oh, maybe he's just getting used to being around other kids. Yeah. And now in my head, I think, oh, well, that was a sign, mm-hmm. you know? And there's so many things that you you miss yeah. in those moments. Well, back then, you don't want to think something's wrong with your child. No, you and just I'm don't. also a new mom. Yeah, and I a new mom. I have no idea yeah. what am I comparing it to. Right. I've never seen another child. Right. But he would do certain things. Um, he, so he did speech therapy, and then after the whole Montessori situation, and just watching him genuinely break down and not want to go. Yeah. Um, there was a mass shooting that happened at a at a smaller school. Yes. Around that time, and I was like, every, pull him out. everything in yeah. in my world is telling me to pull him out. Mm-hmm. He's telling me to. Yeah. The, the news is telling me to. So I, I pulled him. Yeah. And he stayed home with me, and we did speech therapy instead. Yeah. And his pediatrician. At his three-year checkup, um, was like, you know, he's looking great. Everything's good. Speech yeah. therapy's going great, you know. Um, but have you noticed maybe his hearing is yeah. off? He had chronic ear infections just mm-hmm. like over and over and over. Um, but we had never had five in one year on the books. Okay. We had treated more than that. Yeah. But we had never had five on mm-hmm. the actual books. So she said, um, I really think you should see an ENT for his ears. But unfortunately, in the state of Texas, for your insurance, we have to have five ear infections on record to be able to give you that recommendation. So it's covered by insurance. Mm -hmm. So that was very easy to do. Mm -hmm. Within a couple of months, he had five Five ear infections infections, and we were sent to an ENT. And that ENT said his eardrums are vibrating under 50 percent. Oh, wow. And they were like, there's just so much fluid, so much going on. His speech delay is directly related to him not being able to hear. Mm -hmm. And I was like, "Okay." 
you know, my... It was something solving the know, problem, yes. It, it was a resolution. Yes. And I was like, okay, um, my aunt, um, both, both her parents were deaf. Mm -hmm. And so I went to her and was like, can we, you know, talk sign language? Yeah. What do I do? Is this something that you see? And she was like, yeah, everything that he does plays, you know, very similarly to children who are deaf. Yeah. Like he would hum whenever mm -hmm. he was doing certain things, he would start humming. Mm -hmm. And I asked, you know, his doctor about it. And they said, well, he probably hasn't ever been able to feel that vibration yeah. in his ears mm -hmm. because of all of the fluid. So it probably just feels soothing and comforting to him. It's mm -hmm. a new sound. But there was something about it mm -hmm. that I was just like, I don't know. It's only in certain situations yeah. that he does it. And it feels like he's drowning out everybody. Yeah. And then um, he got real into cars mm -hmm. at three and he would line them up all in one straight line. Yeah. And I remember somebody saying, well, that's not a big deal as long as if you take it out, does he get upset? Yeah. And he didn't. Mm -hmm. He wouldn't get upset. He wouldn't throw a tantrum. He mm -hmm. didn't show any other sign to me that he was in distress. So when I continued the speech therapy and he was saying more things, but not a lot of things, mm -hmm. I just started to have questions in my mind of, some there must be something more yeah. that's going on. Yeah. And his pediatrician and his speech therapist would just reassure me over and over again. Have you ever heard a one year old talk in full sentences? Right. His ears are only right. one years old, you know, this, this, the other. Yeah. And I could just feel something. You was just off. felt, yeah. And so I requested that he be given a test. I believe it's called the MCAT. It's mm -hmm. MCHAT, some, something to that. I'm mm -hmm. sure I'll get devoured for not knowing the exact but <laughs> it's it was a right. stressful it's time. a lot to process yes they did an exam on him basically it's mm -hmm. like a 30 to 40 minute evaluation yeah of like uh, different forms of play and communication and yeah. such like that and then they said okay it's going to take about three to four days to process this and then your pediatrician will call you yeah that's the worst three to four days sitting there waiting oh i thinking, bet oh i bet and i can remember thinking he did so well. I was literally going to say that. that. I talked to you. And I was like, there's no way. Because like, even when you would tell me about it, you kind of would downplay it, right? Big you'd be time. like, oh, they're just going to test him. Mm -hmm. And then you're, then when it happened, you're like, oh, he did so good. He did so Like he was talking. Good. He was making eye contact. And even I was like, okay. I mean, like, yes. me and Mark walked out of that appointment and yeah. we were like, there's no way that right. they're going to say he has autism. Uh -huh. if, if that's what they're scheduling, like if this is what they're testing him on, he passed with you flying it. colors, uh -huh. you know? Mm -hmm. And no. And his pediatrician called me and she said, do you have a second to talk about Boston's diagnosis? And I said, you heard um, that word, his diagnosis. Uh -huh. And she said, yes, after his evaluation, um, he has autism. And when you hear that yeah, as like, a what parent, that feel like? it's so confusing, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Because I don't give a shit that yeah. my child has autism. Mm -hmm. I don't care. I love him. Despite it, it doesn't it doesn't change anything for me. Yeah. But there is so much guilt and pain in that diagnosis, because the first thing you think is, is this my fault? Mm -hmm. Did something happen while I was pregnant? Yeah. Did I not drink enough water? Did You're I trying to justify expose myself to environmental things. Yeah. You, know, you literally just go through a million different. Yeah. What happened? Mm -hmm. And you blame yourself. It really feels like it, it's all on you. Yeah. And then there's the fear of what is his life going to look like? Right. What does it look like now? Mm -hmm. Will he be independent? Will he need me forever? Will he have a girlfriend? 
Well, he's yeah. play sport. Yeah. Well, just those things that you don't think of. Yeah. For a child, it's just so normal. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, there's just so many wonders of. Changes Will everything. they have that experience? Right. Of all these things that you dream of for them when you meet them, you know? Mm-hmm. Will they get that part of life? Yeah. And then on top of it, there's the, how do I protect him from people who are so freaking mean? Yeah. Who From people who are going to look at him like he's less, from people who are going to have horrible things to say about a child. Mm-hmm. I just... For so long, that's why I didn't want to share. Yeah. Because I just want to protect my child. And I don't want him to be looked at like he's less. I don't want to label him. No. Right. Because he's more than that he diagnosis. Is. Mm-hmm. He's smart. Mm-hmm. He can put a puzzle together, a jigsaw puzzle. So kind. Under two minutes. Mm-hmm. So kind. Mm-hmm. So loving. God forbid a baby comes around and I he's going to kiss that baby he's so immediately. Sweet. He is. So sweet. Mm-hmm. Thriving. Yes. Thriving. Oh, yes. I mean, it's just doing so well. Mm-hmm. We did seek therapy for him to help him with his speech. Yeah. So that um, communication can can be stronger for him. Oh, my um, God. And he's doing so good. He's doing so be good. like, hi, Cindy. Hi, Cindy. <laughs> hi, friend. Hi, babe. We're you know. sitting on the bed this morning. He goes, what's going on in here? What's going on here? You know? <laughs> so cute. And he doesn't say a lot of uh-huh. sentences. So uh-huh. when he comes in and says uh-huh. stuff like that, it's just like. It's just so special. Yes. Yes. And I think that he's just so special to me. I mean, hell, to be saying it out loud here is huge. I know. I didn't tell you mm-hmm. for months. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't even tell. I, I, when we got the diagnosis, I told Mark, I don't want to tell anybody. Mm-hmm. I don't want your parents to know. I don't want my friends to know. Mm-hmm. I think we just carry on as we've been. Yeah. He's in therapy, and, and that's just the way that it is. I'm mm-hmm. just not ready to talk about this out loud. And good Lord, Stephen, you're calling me in the middle of a very serious moment, declining your call. <laughs> <laughs> mm. It's just, it was hard. Yeah. It, it was hard to swallow yeah. being that I was also having a new baby yep. who was then sent to the NICU. And then I'm looking at her and every single milestone that she is hitting and wondering and worrying Mm-hmm. and fearful comparing to boston probably oh like, absolutely was he hitting this was she hitting this like yeah makes your anxiety even higher than it already was yeah it was it was not easy i mean i broke down to my mom mm-hmm. uh probably the week i had juliet i broke down to her about it um as i was just so postpartum <laughs> oh sweet yeah. sweet broken girl who's whose baby was in the NICU and then <laughs> whose other baby was diagnosed with a very heavy diagnosis. I was just so broken. Yeah. And then, and I hate to say this, but in a way embarrassed to say it out loud mm. because I was not worried of what they'd think about him, but more worried that they'd be like, oh, what's wrong with you? Mm-hmm. Because that's something that people do because genetics can play mm-hmm. you know into it which what a shame that is too i mean to and do that there's the factor of my husband mm-hmm. who i worry people will be mean to because see we are you already have an autistic son we have two children with autism mm-hmm. and you know he was hard on himself whenever we first got the diagnosis he I was bet. like i'm so sorry it's my fault you know it, it had to have been my fault mm-hmm. it's just so hard to navigate as a parent and I think that there are so many people online that 
are pushing autism acceptance. Yeah. And I agree. Yeah. 100%. But there is a side of an autism diagnosis that's just not represented there. Yeah. Where you hear that and you're not happy. Yeah. You're not thrilled. It's not exciting. It's freaking sad. Yeah. And it's confusing and it's scary and it's all these emotions of okay now what how do I help them how do I protect Mm -hmm. them how do I help them thrive you know there's just so many things that go into it and if you're a mom that's like just beating yourself up with with the worry of of what did I do Mm -hmm. how do I manage this how do I survive this how do I help them how do I protect them I know how hard it is. I I know how hard it is. And there are so many people that we see online that are in the thick of acceptance where their children are older. Yeah. Because I do feel that way about Dylan Mm -hmm. where, you know, we just accept Dylan as he is and Mm -hmm. love him. And it's it's no big deal. And we do the same for Boston. But I didn't have to process these emotions with Dylan. Yeah. Dylan, I was introduced to him and. That's who he was. He had autism. Yes, that's right. just who he is. And it was, you know, no big deal. Yeah. I watched Boston develop for four years and didn't see it right away. Right. And so I think there is a lot of guilt there as a mother to think, should I have noticed earlier? Mm-hmm. Should I have seen it sooner? Was I, you know, too focused on myself during that I don't that think period? so. I don't think it's something that you want to happen. You don't want to look for it. And I, I feel like a lot of denial is in that because you don't want to, you don't want nothing to be wrong with your child. You just no. don't. And I think it's absolutely normal for you to not want to see things yeah. that could possibly be wrong, you know, because mm-hmm. it's, it's hard. It is, it is a hard thing to go through. And I knew that I had to push to, to do the testing on it, yeah. even though I wasn't ready for the diagnosis Yeah, because he was getting older. Yeah. You and were so proactive. I just want him to thrive. I don't want kids to make fun of him. Kids are freaking mean. Yeah. Kids can be so mean because they don't understand the weight of their their words and they don't understand differences in people yes. and they only yes. see one thing and and you know they've not gone through life yet mm-hmm. so they just don't understand that bad shit happens to every single That's person right. and and when you're a kid you just kind of think oh well that kid goes through the harder stuff you know mm-hmm. i just don't want that I d- you know how when we grew up they would have special education classes yeah and they would be separate from everybody. They yep. would have to sit separately from people. They yep. had different lunch times in their mm-hmm. own lunch room. I mean, mm-hmm. it was like they were like labeled the bad kids almost. Mm-hmm. They were different. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't want that for my child. No. I don't want people to look at him and think he's different. That's right. I want them to think he's brilliant because mm-hmm. he is. Mm-hmm. I want them to think that he's kind because he is. Mm-hmm. I don't want the first thing you see when you see my child is his diagnosis Mm -hmm. because it doesn't define him no it doesn't it doesn't even have play any part of who he actually is right his personality is so separate from his autism yeah and who knows who knows what the what it will look like as we move forward they've told us that he probably will not display much Mm -hmm. um as as an older child and that you would have to tell people because they do say that it's mild. Who knows what yeah. that even means? Right. So, yeah. And, and that's another thing is that in the autism community, they don't like it when you say your child is autistic. You mm. have to say your child has autism. Okay. And they don't like it when you say certain things, just all sorts of things. What were you just saying? <laughs> there was something specific that you said. 
I don't know. It's gone. The thought is gone. But <laughs> n- nevertheless, there's just so many different things. Yeah. That, like they don't like the blue puzzle piece. Mm-hmm. Some of them don't like the blue Halloween bucket. Mm-hmm. There's just so much judgment inside of this community too. Mm-hmm. And I'm just a mom trying to figure it out for myself and yeah. for my child. Yeah. To have so many people be like, well, you shouldn't say this. It's just Which frankly, is why it's scary super to share. silly. Yes. Yeah, because because you're you're learning. Yeah. I'm learning. I know nothing. I know nothing about children with autism. Mm-hmm. I'm learning from you. I've learned so much. And you're learning. Mm-hmm. And so people coming to you and like, you know, speaking down on what you know is really sad instead of encouraging yeah. you because you're a new mom to this. And we all started somewhere. Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, once upon a time you yeah. had just heard the diagnosis as well and didn't know all the ins and outs and the things that make people feel right. more comfortable. And frankly, I'm not here to make you feel more comfortable about my That's child's right. diagnosis. That's right. That's not my job. Mm-hmm. I'm here to protect my child and to make him feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. And if he doesn't give a shit, that's right. I'll give a shit. You know? And <laughs> yes. that's just where I'm at with it. As as much as it's heavy and it's hard. I I don't I don't care. Yeah. I, I think that's care. why you were ready to share because yeah. you had you had to take it in. Yeah. You had to, you know, be okay with it. Yeah, you have to You had to see it. him start thriving because oh my god, he's mm-hmm. just doing amazing. And I think it took telling people around you get their reaction you needed to fill it out you did it's a whole new you know adventure you're going on in life and I hate to say that but you know what I mean like you've done so amazing like once you heard it and you were able to talk about it you have put into him so much like you guys gave him everything that he needs Mm -hmm. and more like oh my god if you're around Paige the way she just talks with him and like Oh, it's just so wonderful. I've done a lot of Googling <laughs> what you should do. I think we all spend a lot of time on Google and yeah. parenthood. It's just, you know, I'm his mom. Mm-hmm. I think you sharing is just so important, Paige, because, you know, holding on to things is hard. Mm-hmm. You know, it took her a couple months, I think, to tell me and some months. of her friends. Oh, yeah. It took yeah. me about five months uh-huh. to tell you. Yeah. And she felt bad about telling me. Like, yeah. she was like, I'm I had sorry. to text you. Yeah. Because I can't say uh-huh. it out loud yeah. to, to the people that I love, to yeah. my actual she friends and She apologized to me yeah. for not telling. And I'm like, I was like I'm that's sorry not something you need you. to apologize about. You yeah. know, things are heavy. And it's yeah. hard. You're, you need to cope with it first. And, you know, especially things with our kids. We want to protect them so much. Yeah. But I think that more people are going to, you know, relate to you. And I can't, I, the, the, the parents, you know, with children who are autistic. I hope I said that right. I'm learning. Who um, have autism. Who have autism are going to respect that, I believe. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for you. I know that this has been, you know. Something. When I hope you, that they won't be judgy. Yeah. Because everybody has a different experience as they yes. accept it and hear it too. Yeah. Everybody goes through different things. And even as someone mm-hmm. who has a child with autism, mm-hmm. it was a shock for me to, yeah. to hear that and to process it and to think, what will life be like? Mm-hmm. And if you cry, it's okay. That's right. It's okay. I sobbed. I still cry. Mm-hmm. When I talk about it, I cry because he's my child. And you want your child to be the best damn athlete, That's the right. best, you know, the most, the, the valedictorian. You want them to thrive in every single corner of life. Yeah. And when you're told they may have some, you know, things that they have to hurdle over, they yes. might have some things in front of them that are going to make things more difficult. You want to bust those fucking barriers That's down. Right. You want to mm-hmm. take it down so that you can, you know, pave this life for yes. them that is easier than the one that you had. And when someone looks at you and says, you can't. Mm-hmm. You can't fix this for them. You can't make this easier. You can literally only give them the tools and hope that it helps. Mm-hmm. That can be so defeating as a parent because you feel like you're one job. 
oh, yeah. is to help them. That's right. And when you feel like you can't, and there's only you're so helpless. much, yeah. you're, helpless. you're helpless. And it put me in a really, really dark place because I went from, why didn't I see it? To, well, I did and I didn't want to accept it. Mm-hmm. To, I heard it and I still don't want to accept it. And, and you just look at your child and you think, was this my fault? Did I fail you somehow? And that it sucks that that's the reality of it. But and it might not be for every parent. Yeah. But it was for me. Yeah. I cried. I got mm-hmm. depressed. I got worried. Then somebody on my freaking TikTok made a comment about my daughter's head. Oh my goodness. Saying that her head was too small. Yes. Y'all, y'all have literally messed me up for months and had no idea. I measure my child's head every day. Yeah. Every single day to the point her pediatrician follows me on Instagram. Yeah. And she was like, you got to stop. Yeah. It's okay. She's, you know, these things that they're saying are not true. But I'm so worried. Yeah. Because I just gone through that. Now you're looking for every sign, though. Hell yeah. Now you're picking apart every single thing. Everything. Which is not normal. I know. Like, I've told Paige this, and, you know, it's not normal to do that. Like, I'm telling her, I'm like, your baby is beautiful. Your baby is normal. Your baby is thriving. And she will sit there and tell me, like, yeah, but but look at this. Look at this. And I'm just like, no. It's not normal to have these feelings. Yeah. I just feel like the sky is falling all the time. mm -hmm. I I think I've been fucked with so much in life Mm -hmm. that I'm just like, it's never going to end. I feel like I'm never going to get out of it. And I think that... I thought I was with Mark, mm-hmm. right? Because I met this man and he was just everything that I ever wanted and I'd ever dreamed of. And he still is, y'all. He's, he's my yeah. best friend. But it didn't make all the crazies go away. Yeah. It didn't make all the sad feelings and the abandonment issues and all the things that I have. I mean, I feel like every year life has just smacked me one way or another. Yeah. And it just feels like it's freaking always something. There's always something going on and I'm just... Tired. Like you're anticipating the next thing to go wrong. Yeah. And, it, and then, you know, that stems from your childhood. That stems, you know, from your adolescence that you're looking for the next thing that's going to happen. And it's unfortunate that that's where your mind goes. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't be glass full. You're no. glass empty because you're like, well, it's going to happen regardless. I've done yeah. this my whole life. I'm going to continue to do this my whole life when that's not the truth. You know, I hope you so. are the best mom. Like, I think you're seeing the negative, right? Or you're putting a lot of pressure on you. But I think from the outside, people can see that, like, you're you're a great mom. You're a great wife. You're trying your best, which is our whole thing here. And you you have gave Boston so much. Once you figured out, you know, what was what's going on. And I just, I think that you're doing worse than you are. And you mean st- better? Better than you are. Thank you so much. I'm doing worse. I mean, you I think you're doing worse than you are. Yeah. Like, and I'm not in your mind. I can't. I can't pull you out of those types of things, you know. But from the outside, like you're doing a really good job, and I hope that you get through this dark place because, man, those babies are beautiful, and you're a beautiful they person. Are. And oh, they deserve a happy mom. Is what I keep trying to tell myself is that they deserve a mom that's not constantly worried mm-hmm. and fearful. Because I also don't want to put that fear in them. Yeah, I don't want them to grow up thinking of all the danger that there is because mommy points it out. Yes. You know, and, yes. and so I have to shield them from the things that make me scared, or yeah. anxious. You know, they say, like, don't tell your kids, be careful. Yeah. Because, you know, you should just let them let learn them on their own mm-hmm. type thing. I'm not that mom. I'm yeah. like, hey, hey, honey, you're a little <laughs> close to that ledge there. You're going to fall off, break your face. Please don't. You know, She's that's thinking of the worst thing. I And I see it in my brain. That's the biggest thing is with yeah. my OCD, I can picture it happening and mm-hmm. it will replay until I stop that 
from yeah. happening. Yeah. And and I just won't I won't be able to get out of it. I just suck yeah. myself into this dark hole. Yeah. And so I'm trying. A lot of people have written into the podcast and request or not requested but suggested um, different things from like SSRIs, uh, talking to my therapist, yeah. different things. Trust me, guys, behind the scenes, I'm doing I was going to say that just now because I bet people <laughs> are wondering, like, oh, you guys, I have told Paige yeah. to let's go see a doctor. Let's, yeah. what do we need to do here? Yeah. So we are, t- we are yeah. working with Paige. And yeah. Definitely. It's just, it's just hard. You it's know? just a process, too. It yes. doesn't, I, I can't flip a switch. I didn't decide, no. like, okay, I'm in a dark place and I need some help and I reach out to somebody and it's no. magically all better. Like, it's not. It's taking a little while and that's okay. It's yes. going to take a little while. I just have to process it and feel it and move on from it. Yes. And she's surrounded by people it. who. I, yes. I have a good village. I do. I have people who care about me in my life. And we're not, we don't get tired of her telling us. I would never <laughs> get tired of her telling me. Well, literally voice memoing at four in the morning. Ah, l- listen, <laughs> y'all. Okay. So Ben will yeah. tell you, I lost my camera. <laughs> I lost my camera and we were one day from podcast <laughs> shooting and I had to text him and he was like, okay, well maybe you're fired tomorrow, but we'll she see. should have said I lost it. And we're like, I, I was like, I can't find it anywhere. So mm-hmm. I'm looking for this camera and I swear I wake up out of a dead of sleep at like four 30 and I was like, it's in your pink and white bag. <laughs> And it sure was. So I ran to my pink and white bag at 4.30. And then I sent Cindy a voice yeah, so memo. So I am popping up on my phone. I'm like, who is messaging me at 4 in the morning? She's like, she's like all positive. Hello, it's 4 in the morning. <laughs> like, <laughs> I found my camera. I found my camera. And then she's like, and I'm really anxious. <laughs> About choking. So I yeah, had to go yeah. to my car to get my choking like, device. I got my choking device now. So don't worry. My anxiety has gone. <laughs> I'm like. No, she did not have to go get her choking I device. <laughs> and she knows that that's literally the one thing that I have so much anxiety about. So I was like, good for her. Yeah. <laughs> you were so supportive. I'm like, yeah, she needs it. Mm. And so that's what, what's on my Christmas list for you. This I literally year need it. I literally need one it. of those. I, I knew you'd love it. That is like my one of my biggest triggers is choking on yeah. kids. I am so, so terrified. It's terrifying. Um, but it's just funny because since she texts me and I was struggling. Yeah. And people don't know this. I, I don't share on the Internet that I struggle with anxiety mm-hmm. um, pretty bad. And it's different than other people's anxiety. But um, I was struggling last night. Like mm-hmm. I couldn't fall asleep. I was thinking of things happening. And so she she she's telling me, and so I message her back. I'm like, oh, that's great, but like, <laughs> I had a really rough night. Me too. Uh-huh. And then I felt bad because I'm like, wait, did I just overstep her? And then she Never. was like, I was like, I'm sorry, did I just overstep that you were anxious because I'm anxious? Literally. And she's like, no. That's when she was like, well, I'm always anxious. <laughs> I'm always anxious. <laughs> no, that's a thing though. Like people will think like when you're sharing things about your life, and you're yeah. like, oh my god, I've been through that too. You're like trying to one up, or you're yeah. trying to invalidate their story. And that's I'm not that friend. I literally no. just say it so that you'll feel more comfortable to yes. hear like yes. so that you know like, hey, I'm not judging you. I've been through the same thing. That's so freaking yeah. painful. That's so hard. It's just hard like, because I get like it. I've been in friendships where that's how it had felt. Like yeah. like they're venting to me, and I'm like, oh well, I have that experience, and they 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 took it as yeah. oh well, like she always has this problem too so i'm like i try really hard to listen and respond and not tell my side we ain't but got with that Paige, friendship. we aren't that type no more nah, i'm like we ain't got that friendship i'm glad you found the tell me device. what you got going on <laughs> yeah <laughs> but i'm that's, stressed that's so great i'm so happy for you <laughs> it was just so funny as she was like i got my choking device 4 30 in the morning i literally woke up and was like okay my camera's in my pink and white bag but where is my choking <laughs> device because god forbid and, and if you're listening to this going what device is she talking literally. about there's a device i found on amazon that's basically like a throat plunger um, 
Oh my god! And it's saved a lot of people, yes. like a lot of children. I did CPR and training last year, last week mm-hmm. again, and they the guy showed it, and it has saved so many people. Yeah. It literally pops out. Yeah, thing, thing. sucks that bad boy. I yes. keep it in my car because I my car is. Why don't I have me. one? I don't know. You need one. You definitely, definitely. I, need I literally, one. you guys will see a kid with something in their mouth, and all I think about is them choking. Yeah. Like Boston had like oranges, and he's great, guys. He's big. He's he, four. I mean, he's he got all no his teeth. problem at all. But all I'm thinking about is like, oh my god, I take off the the like the, string. the strings of them, and she didn't yeah. do that, uh-uh. and so she's and I'm like, oh, he's fine. I know he's fine, and I did it to Jay too. A couple, like I think it was last week. Um, they gave one of their kids who's again old enough like a tomato and I'm like I'm okay you gotta watch her (laughs) (laughs) and it's just like something I can't get rid of and I don't know why everybody has their corks right oh my goodness mine's the pool (sighs) I can't I can't with the pool I hate the freaking pool can I just give you all one one word of advice from someone (laughs) who is living the hashtag American dream don't do it (laughs) don't do it the house is too damn big you have to you clean, clean the whole it. thing, you know. Like no, it doesn't magically clean itself. Like you have to clean the whole house uh, every week. A pool man's expensive. Oh my gosh! Have you ever tried to do it yourself? <laughs> it doesn't work. It's so hard. You ready to turn the pool green? No, but people we're very, are peeing in we're it. We're very thankful, but guys, it's, uh, it's, it's so, so expensive. It's just not worth it. I would take a one-story house with a grass backyard. Immediately. You know, you like learn from right your now. starter home, right? Like, like yeah. our home we're in, we're now we're like we know exactly what we want in our next right, one. Right, right. The pool sounded great. No way. The upkeep no. was expensive in Texas. No way. And it's terrifying. Yeah. It's a pit of In the middle of, of summer, I'm of not getting terror. in there. Yeah. So anyways, <laughs> we digress. Yeah. <laughs> so we have a really fun little series, though, that we want to do. Oh, oh, this is my really God. Fun. I'm so excited about yeah. this. We so had we, somebody write in. Yeah. Ben's face. Ben, you're about to be shooketh. Yeah. I'm the only one that's read this story. Just yeah, to I be clear, Cindy did not want to hear it yes. because she was like, I got I got to be So like every shocked. couple episodes, we're going to do where you guys can write in and you can just write into Instagram or Mom's Lord podcast, yeah. our email address, which is in our Instagram. And we will read your story and react to it. So Paige got our first one. This and we're really hilarious. excited. Oh my God. I mean, this is a great. It's, it's horrible. I'm not glad y'all. <laughs> this is, this is so This is a great way to like boost, uh, to, to, to positive, make this positive. <laughs> Look at her. I'm like, great. What is it? Right, let's, let's get here out of go. this funk here for a second. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk shit about others. <laughs> <laughs> Men to be exact. Let's hear it. Okay. Ready? Ready. It says girls. Ooh. Girls. <laughs> <laughs> Do I have a story time for y'all? Mm, Let me tea. start by saying I'm a single mother to a little girl. Her father was very abusive, and so I'm extremely picky when it comes to the men that I date and allow around her and in my life. Rightfully so, sister. Mm-hmm. I can't blame you. Preach. My best friend introduced me to one of her friends via FaceTime, and it was instant chemistry. Okay. We went on a date, and then we were kind of on and off again for two years with understanding that we're just having fun, but that we liked each other. Mm-hmm. During the last year, things started to get serious. So he took me to this special lake, quote unquote, so I'm assuming it's special to him. Okay. We laid in a pallet on the dock looking up at the stars. Oh, romantic. So romantic. Yes. He told me that he was falling in love with me. He wanted to be a fatherly figure in my daughter's life, and that he understood we were a package deal and he wanted nothing more than to fulfill that role well, that in both wonderful. of our lives. Right. <laughs> Great. <laughs> Tell me why. This man, a few short weeks later, sends me a photo. <laughs> this is so fucked up. Sends me a photo. <laughs> what? <laughs> of a pair of worn down white, maybe tannish pink, underwear draped on his headboard. Like a trophy and says, oh, so now you're marking your territory with a winky face. What? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. 
what? <laughs> I, at that point, I couldn't let him know that I was fizzing with anger, even though we had just decided to take our relationship to the next step with this storybook romantic night where he's mm -hmm. stated how profoundly in love with me he is. Did he take your panties? <laughs> You're marking your territory. First of all, it's her territory if y'all are dating oh, at that literally. point. Literally. You're together. Next level. <laughs> what could you possibly mean? Now you're marking your territory. She says, motherfucker, I thought we just did that mutually, <laughs> which is hilarious to me. So I text back. Well, someone clearly is, but it ain't me. <laughs> he responds, what do you mean? And I can tell he's doing the mental math, oh heart God. and asshole, lump and throat, got the mouth sweats, reconsidering whose fucking underwear oh that is God. that he just sent me. <laughs> he's just professed his love to me. I'm like, those aren't my panties. And all he had to say back was, oh. <laughs> yeah, buddy. Oh is damn right. What do you mean? Oh, this is partly my fault for believing a man with commitment issues could ever mean it. When he told me that he was ready to commit, but like, question mark, <laughs> how many women am I sharing you with? Can't even keep up with the panties that are draped on your oh headboard. Oh my God. I learned more about that man just by that text than I ever had in the few years that we'd been together. I didn't speak to him from that point till years later, later at my best friend's wedding when he introduced me to the girl with the panties. Oh my God. But that's a whole different story for a different time. <laughs> Stop it right now. First of all, you deserve better. Bro, men are weird. Who's going to send a picture? Can you imagine? <laughs> you get a picture of somebody else. Oh, they else's probably were dirty draws. panties. She said they were white. Okay. She said worn down white, pinkish, tannish panties draped across your headboard and with such confidence. I hope we never talk to him. Did you never I talk to him again? You never talk to him again. I would have posted it on Facebook. No, I wouldn't have. Maybe I would have. Oh, my God. Do Not imagine. the picture. <laughs> <laughs> I wish she sent us the picture. I wish we had the photo, too. Well, girl. Uh, can you imagine being a single mom, first of all? Somebody has just come into your life, and they're like, hey, I get Romantic. it. Romantic? Romantic? On a dock? On a dock? Like... That's we just rocked the dock and you're showing me some you're showing thinking. me some panties that aren't mine. Dock and there's undies that ain't even. So mine? I thought you were gonna say he took them and I was like, that's even weirder too. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> Please don't tell me. If a man took my underwear, I wouldn't be as upset. If we're dating and they were like, I stole your undies because they nice girl. Uh, you know, I don't think I'd be as upset as, as you've a got random a whole panties. other woman's underwear on your headboard. I just said she dodged a bullet there. And then to think that just the confidence, the sheer confidence of this man. Marking your territory. Oh, and I bet he thought he was being sexy. So sexy. He's probably like, come over here. Come over here and show me what you got. Mm -hmm. And she was like, those are not mine. Like, I wonder if he like picked him up like, oh yeah, she <laughs> left them here. Let me hang him on there. Oh no. Marking your territory. I'm going to leave him here. Marking your territory. That's just cringe to me in every way. And it makes me so <laughs> thankful that I'm not in the dating pool because oh, she dodged a bullet with that my one. God. Yeah. Don't ever talk to that douchebag again. No, literally. I would have told that girl like, Hey, I would have been like, hi, it's oh so nice to God. meet you. I, I've met your panties. That would have been, <laughs> that was payback though. Like ultimately, ultimately, you know, he had to be shitting himself. That entire you wedding. Be a fatherly figure. A fatherly like, figure. What? That's a big jump to, to be like to a single mom to be like, hey, I get it. Y'all are a package deal, but I, I love you so much that like I'll be I'll be your baby daddy. That's a big deal. He was rocking the dock, going home, found some chonies, 
Pat himself mm-hmm. a lineup. I mean, the t- time and place. Everybody, you know, if you're friends with benefits, I mean, I guess that you can't be upset if they're I don't know what happened hooking after up with that. other people. Like, like, did you confront him? Did he ever say anything else? Did he ever say anything? Like, oh? Oh. Oh. What do you say at that point? The fact that she knew they weren't her panties, too. Like, Oh, I would have known if they weren't my panties. I, I can account for every penny I have. <laughs> That's kind of true. <laughs> I would know. Especially really. if it's not mine. I'd be like, I ain't never seen them with my panties. If I was rocking the dock, I probably would be none. So... <laughs> Commando? Commando. Balls out. Those are those. I didn't wear them. <laughs> Just kidding. That would have been oh awesome. That, that was so awesome. fun. Yeah, that's fun. Please send Please more send of those more. in. I love them. And I don't even care if they're mom related. They can be anything. Mom related. Literally they can be dating. They dating. Can be <laughs> I want to hear everything about your kids. We know that they smear shit on the walls. It's okay. We have an array of knowledge. Yeah. What's that? She's there. the man. I got a lifetime of knowledge. Do you know that movie? <laughs> Someone's gonna know that movie. She's the man. I love it. I know it. that movie. Got a life to my knowledge. Of course, I know that movie. She didn't you know what, the quote. What? I don't know the quote. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. That's the one where Amanda Bynes puts yeah um, tampons up her nose. Yeah, her nose Channing bleeds. Tatum wasn't yeah. it? Oh yeah, Channing Tatum. Yeah. God, he was so hot when we were younger. Now, you know, now he doesn't do it for me so much. Mm-mm. I think it's because he broke up with Jenna. Yeah, There's I something loved about it. I loved, I loved them together. It was Step Up. That's what did it. It was when they were <sighs> dancing together. Oh, so good. So good. Now he's back. with... No idea. Zoe Kravitz. Is that her name? Oh, she's gorgeous. So that's Kravitz who it is. She's beautiful. <laughs> she's gorgeous. But yeah, he just doesn't do it for me anymore. Maybe I just need him to dance. That's what it was. It was whenever he was in Step Up. Mm-hmm. He was so attractive. <laughs> what man isn't attractive though whenever they're dancing that's true i love a man that can dance and that's not afraid <laughs> to because i feel like guys don't like to dance very much no. like girls are always the ones like let's go out dancing if your man grabs you and wants to dance with you that is sexy we're doing the rock the dog <laughs> <laughs> that's all i'm gonna say <laughs> not if you're cindy you want panties on <laughs> Not some, hey, listen, not some when beige you got, ones when you got, that's the truth <laughs> who wears i'm not wearing beige panties no and, when you, Were they white and then beige? Come on. Ooh, I'm done. <laughs> that's just an unfortunate. And then to think that you left those behind. Someone mm. dedicated to leave those Literally. behind. I'm, if I'm leaving undies, they're like sprayed with perfume, lacy, Maybe someone gorgeous. was trying to catch him up, though. Maybe. Maybe she was like, hey, girl. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like she was if trying to help her. the dock, I'm wearing something. Better than that. Like, literally. <laughs> At that point, those are comfort panties. That's somebody you've been fucking a long time. Look at, Look ben. at ben. ben. I, I wish camera. we had a camera on I ben. know. We need a third camera. Shook at all times. I think it probably just indicates that they've been doing that a long time. That's I what know. I was thinking. Yeah. If you're in the ugly underwear phase, you've been fucking a long, long time. Yeah, because the ugly underwear. I like my husband in ugly <laughs> underwear. <Okay. laughs> That's why I said commando. We're married. <laughs> Listen, when you got thick hips and a big booty, underwear suck. They Amen. suck. Amen. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> the ugly underwear stage. When does that switch, you guys? Yeah. When do you change do you from go? sexy underwear to ugly underwear? It's when you have a baby and they put you in a diaper. And then you're like, oh, these underwear are comfortable. These are so much better. <laughs> these high-waisted panties? Yes. I ain't got no I ain't never going back. <laughs> I ain't going back to anything. <laughs> That's like the moms who have the nursing bras after like seven years. Still. I dead ass have one on right now. <laughs> and she right won't have it on for the next three years. <laughs> Better believe it. <laughs> Holding these titties up. Oh my God. Oh my God. That's another thing that sucks about motherhood, y'all. Why are your tits got to sag so low? I feel like it's bullshit. Like okay? flatness. <laughs> like like I, can, I can lift them. Like the, the skin. skin. <laughs> no, 
literally actually though i think it's bullshit because you have to go through like all that with motherhood right like so much i think we should get to keep the tits that come with (laughs) breastfeeding i feel like that's my best boob era ever is full of of milk maybe that's just you know whatever but they just look so much better than they ever have and i know they're about to deflate like late yeah and i'm just not very excited about it (laughs) sag like old men's balls literally our titties (sighs) drop their balls you see see me out here getting my boobs redone i don't want to hear a thing okay just know if her boobs are done mark's kidney is done In my dreams, do they do ball sack rejuvenation? Probably. Someone's going to be like, yeah, my husband got it. for everything nowadays. <laughs> they will literally fix. Look, Ben's Googling looking it. Up. it. He's literally <laughs> ball save, sack saving rejuvenation. the number for later. <laughs> <laughs> oh my Listen, God. if I could talk my husband in again, a vasectomy would oh, be good. All what right, ladies and gentlemen, <clears throat> <laughs> scrotal rejuvenation. Oh, we have no. a... Tell me there's before and after pictures. So we have an actual (laughs) paper published in the National Library of Medicine. Oh, so it's legit. Okay. Uh, Genital rejuvenation. I want to first give a shout out to, um, (laughs) let's see, who? who Cite your source. I want to cite my source. I believe the author is Philip R. Cohen. All right, Philip. Shout out, Philip. Shout out. (laughs) Genital rejuvenation is applicable not only to women. But also to men, scrotal rejuvenation. There is an increased awareness reflected by the number of published medical papers of vaginal rejuvenation. However, rejuvenation of the scrotum has not received similar attention in the medical literature. Scrotal rejuvenation includes treatment of hair-associated scrotal changes, alopecia, hypertrichosis, (laughs) morphology-associated scrotal changes such as wrinkling and laxity, and vascular-associated scrotal changes. What the fuck is this word? (laughs) Angiokeratomas. So rejuvenation of the scrotum the potentially may utilize that. medical therapy such as topical mino, minoxidil or oral finasteride for scrotal alopecia. Oral? There's a whole... Well, it's a medicine that you take yeah. orally. No. Oh, no. I was like, what's no. about oral medicine? So the interest in scrotal rejuvenation is likely to increase as men and their physicians become aware. So as saggy balls continue to happen, we will get the support needed to You're keep these sacks tight. I love it. And high. Could you imagine I expect nothing your, less. Your wife has to put the oral on. <laughs> oh, look, here's a plastic surgeon. Testicle enhancement. <laughs> Can you get like three, three or four? <laughs> I've learned way too much about the scrub. I'm just wow. now, this is a, I Thank this you, a, ben. a mom's podcast. I mean, we became moms from one reason. <laughs> Ladies, talk to your man about scrub rejuvenation today. <laughs> Sponsored by Moms the Word. They're gonna be like, so I found out in this podcast I was listening to earlier. I found out like you could make your ball sack not so hideous. <laughs> Why are they so ugly? Like I heard it hit the water in the toilet. <laughs> maybe, maybe just maybe we can go up an inch. <laughs> oh my uh, god! The things what I'll the? never have to worry about. What? Thank goodness. What just happened? The direction that this took. Yeah. So my child I, has I put, autism. I put, a marker, I put a marker in it so we and can And Mark it. is getting. <laughs> my child has autism and ball sack rejuvenation. It's coming Mark's exists. way. <laughs> Welcome to my life. I cannot. That's what this podcast is. Though. This is real life. <laughs> this is what happens, though, in my day. Sad shit happens and happy shit happens. That's right. We're all over the place, and that's just the way that it is. That's how we are during the day, though. <laughs> oh, my God. Literally, Cindy would be like, are you okay? And I'd be like, you're having the best day ever. And 30 minutes later, she's like, it is a good day. And I'm like, it's the worst day. I'm falling apart. Oh, this it's was another great episode. I love life. it. I love laughing. <laughs> I love being together. We have a lot of fun together. We do. That was so fun. <sighs> oh, thank Goodness you so much gracious. for sharing that personal 
I'm part of you and your beautiful boy. He is your beautiful. beautiful family. And if any of you say anything bad about him, I will punch you Same. in the throat. I'm nice. That's not just that the way nice. That I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm not that nice. Someone the other day said, Cindy is not actually. No, I'm so glad that Cindy has Paige because Cindy's so nice. No, I'm she like, I'm glad y'all feel not. that way. No. You're right. I am so nice. Lie again. <clears throat> Cindy will pop off. Yeah, I just don't like to. Like, there's, I don't want to be mean. None of us do. But well, best believe. Yeah, you you mess with Your the girl right got ones. it in me. Mm-hmm. It's it's within me. She's a Gemini. I told you all that, right? Oh, yeah, she doesn't like to tell people that. Yeah, she's mean. I'm a good Gemini. She's not here to play. No. Yeah, that's so true. Though. I think we're just Let both it be super known. protective. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can't even fuck around and find out. Let it be known. <laughs> <laughs> she she yeah. she will though. If yeah, you, I will. Ben's even looking at me like I'm not. <laughs> ben is the meanest one out of all of us. Yeah. Ben is constantly abusing us both. And by abusing Paige. Can we Paige. please not perpetuate that narrative? <laughs> by making Paige pick her mic up and talking to it. Constantly yelling Please don't perpetuate the narrative. <laughs> we would never. You guys, Ben is great. We would never. We love Ben. Ben is perfect. I'm just Ben. Oh, God. Here he goes. <laughs> no, He's he doesn't abuse us. He does just yell at me a lot and threaten to fire me because I lost my camera. But we are thankful for Ben, you guys. So thankful. It makes us look really great. Everything that you do. Yeah, Ben, thank These you so much. These fancy cameras that you give us, this amazing lighting, you're just top tier. I know. I, I guess I'm I'm the executive producer of Mom's the Word. You Somebody are. said that today. I like to have I'm going to put that are. on my LinkedIn profile. You should. You, you should. should. We, I don't know if you know this, but we are number two in all of family and parenting podcasts on Apple Podcasts. Number two. We Bend should be us. number one, so I need everybody to show up, start sharing this podcast. If we are Y'all not number him. one by next Y'all episode, you don't want to know. Send it to what's your mom because because ball rejuvenation. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to tell you about your dad, but <laughs> your dad deserves a fresh set. Okay. Oh goodness, oh, I loved oh this God. so much. Too much fun. Thanks for talking with me. Yeah, of Always. course. Always. I'll see you back here in a couple weeks. Yeah. Yep. Do more. Are you ready, Ben? Oh, this was such a good episode. <laughs> it was. It was good. Shared it's a lot. Good to get it off. I had a story. Send those in more. Yeah, please send those in more. We have a good time. Yes. If you're not following us on all social media platforms at Mom's the Word Podcast, we would love that. Go to YouTube. We're hilarious over there. <laughs> you can see our faces. And as always, keep, keep the giggles going and the love flowing. And until next time, Mom knows best, or at least she's, she's trying, trying her best. best. <laughs>